ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Monday. It is June 14th. And your drive starts now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. As always, our phone lines this hour brought to you by White Claw at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. White Claw, Hart Delter, it is made pure. Coming up on the program, we're going to hear from Marshall head soccer coach Chris Grassi. The national champion coach himself is going to join us to talk a little bit about the news coming out from Conference USA today. WVU men's soccer going to join Conference USA as an associate member. So that means in 2022, WVU is going to be competing in Conference USA alongside Marshall and every other Conference USA team. So that's big news today. It keeps the two Division I soccer programs in the state in the same conference. It also, I think, creates a interesting dynamic rivalry it's a lot of things that need to be unpacked here. So we're going to talk to Chris Grassy in the next few minutes. Of course, Chris having a familiarity with that WVU soccer program and, of course, having familiarity with soccer in the state of West Virginia. He's had a, I think he's had his hand in soccer in the state for a long time, and you've seen the definite growth of the sport. So Chris is going to join us here in the next few minutes. We'll talk about that. If you were listening a few weeks ago, when we had Coach Grassy on, Someone reminded me of this today, and I remembered it, but he alluded to this. This isn't the first time that this has come up. Of course, Coastal Carolina is going to join the league. So that's going to improve the quality of Conference USA. And then you add WVU. And let's be honest, WVU got hosed by the NCAA. Had quality record, 6-3-1, 4-3-1 in Mid-American Conference, okay? Finished number 12 in overall RPI. That's pretty good. And beat Marshall. By the way, I have to mention that. They beat Marshall one to nothing. Wasn't Marshall's best performance, but a win's a win. You take it where you can. And WVU got it. Also, a 3 nothing shutout of Charlotte. So that says a lot there. So WVU has a quality soccer program. Been to the NCAA tournament several times has a, I think, a, a pedigree that will enhance Conference USA. Honestly, though, I think Conference USA is bringing more to the table for WVU than WVU is to Conference USA. This is advantage Conference USA from the standpoint you get to fill out another team. You get up to 10 members once WVU is going to be in the league. I think WVU benefits from being in a better soccer conference. I mean, the MAC is a fine league, but I think Conference USA has shown itself to be tougher, to be better, more opportunities. And let's be honest, WVU did not get into the NCAA tournament. WVU did not have an opportunity to win the MAC championship because of circumstances beyond the program's control. WVU could have won the conference championship and got into the tournament WVU instead sitting on the outside looking in. So I think that helped push this forward a little bit. And you get Chris Grassy and the Marshall Thundering Herd on a yearly basis. You get to play either in Morgantown or Huntington, which will probably be a packed stadium. Depends on 
I think what the fan base is looking for in WVU as far as soccer is concerned, but I understand they're into their soccer as well. Morgantown, Huntington is just eat up with it right now. Marshall has just bit in, hook, line, and sinker. There's a lot of question of can you expand the stadium now? Can you put some more seating in to have more people show up and watch soccer? You're going to have some huge crowds. And think of this as well. WVU-Kentucky, that's going to be another major matchup. WVU-Kentucky, that'll be fun. Everybody wants to go after Kentucky, right? That's a team that has a, a nice pedigree in hot, I mean, in soccer, a nice pedigree. And WVU and WVU and Kentucky and WVU and, and Charlotte will be fun. I mean, there's a lot of matches here that you're going to look at this thing and go, okay, there's some pretty good teams here going at each other. This is really a quality soccer league. And, of course, Chris Grassi is um, definitely behind a lot of it as he is the reigning defending national champion right now. So you get the star on your kit. That's the thing. Conference USA has a national champion now, thanks to Marshall. And you're building on that. I think Marshall soccer is going to be strong. And it's going to really grow the sport in the state of West Virginia. You look at what... It's done for Huntington. You look at soccer and how it's grown in the, I guess you want to call it the Metro Valley. You've got the soccer tournament that comes every so often. You have a nice complex being put together, fields in Barbersville. Of course, you've got the soccer complex for Marshall. You have growth in the Canal Valley as well. And you just put the two Division One programs in the same conference playing in a sport that's getting a lot of push, and the fact that Marshall has won a national champion in, championship in that sport says a lot. So we'll talk to Chris Grassi here in the next few minutes. We'll run down what's happening tonight. We've got NBA action, the Stanley Cup semifinals between Vegas and the Montreal Canadiens begin. We'll talk a little bit about that. Get your phone calls in, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. We'll also take your comments on social media, at Paul Swan on Twitter. You can also join us on Facebook, The Drive with Paul Swan. We've got a page and we get got a group for you. The group is just for you. You get to dictate what's going on there. Hope to see you on Facebook or, of course, on Twitter. More coming up. Chris Grassi will be my guest, the head coach of the Marshall men's soccer team, when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joining us now on the White Claw phone lines, the head coach of the Marshall soccer team. I'm sorry, the national champion, Marshall soccer team, Chris Grassi. I got to I gotta put that there. Um, it's like... It's like the star. It's my version of the star. I got to. I got to just call you the, the <laughs> national champ, uh, Coach. Good catching up with you again. Uh, we got a lot to get into today. As um, I thought, this is going to be maybe a couple of months quiet. You know, you get a nice, well earned rest before uh, we really talk to you again. But Conference USA releasing the uh, the news today that WVU is going to join the league as an associate member, and that's kind of something you telegraphed a few weeks ago. Uh, that's been in the works for a while. This just didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, something we've known about for quite a little while. Um, you know, we just um, had to keep it under wraps for a little bit until the the official announcement. But there was, I think, there was talk of them coming in in twenty one, trying to make it work. 
um, especially I think with their experience in the MAC last last year. And then uh, you know this year was it was just couldn't really work with schedules and, and last minutes or 2020 uh, 2022 it's going to be so very exciting. What does this mean for Conference USA to bring West Virginia into the league? Um, I think it's really good for the conference. It's something, you know, if I'm going to be honest, I was looking at when Marlon was was coaching there. I think it would, would have been a great thing because you know he wouldn't he wouldn't play us, uh, and so WV Marshall soccer couldn't happen. But obviously, with mine and Strats's connection and, and us being good friends, we're going to play, um, you know, all the time anyway. So for for us, it's I don't think it would have changed, but for the conference, it's amazing. Look, we have men's soccer is a little bit different because there's no SEC and there's no Big 12. So we have, you know, all of the now all of the Big 12 teams, which is only WVU that play men's soccer, and then the two SEC teams, all of the SEC teams in our conference. Um, and then we've also added Coastal Carolina. So essentially, and with the addition of Coastal and WVU, you're adding two perennially top 25 teams into Conference USA to go along with ourselves and Kentucky and Charlotte and FIU, um, who already are, you know, competing, you know, at the top end of college soccer anyway. It's just, you know, we've gone from maybe a, a three-bid league to, to a five-bid league. So it's going to be really exciting. Was this something you had a lot to do with as far as maybe some of the conversations? Did this happen organically? You know, how, how did this come about? Um, you know, in terms of the, the, the meetings, this was on an administrative level. And I think it really picked up steam you know, during uh, during COVID. And I think, look, it's, it's it's something I thought would be a great idea. But I thought, honestly, the ship had sailed um, when we added Coastal. And then I was really happy to see that we were adding another team and, you know, get back to 10 teams in the league. So that's going to be, you know, pretty exciting. I think it was it was just one of those things, that, like, it was just, why not? You know, I think at that point with, with um, COVID situation and then looking to really make an effort, I think, on the conference to really strengthen the, the men's soccer division, and we still got some way to go. You know, with our tournament format, is, is ridiculous. In terms of our conference tournament, the number of games we have to play in a short space of time. But I think it's a great step to, you know, to get another, you know, power conference team in our in our soccer conference. Marshall Championship coach Chris Grassy joins us on the program. WVU being announced today as a member of Conference USA for soccer starting in 2022. And you alluded to the friendship you have. You have a history with WVU. You have a, a friendship there with Dan Stratford. You two like each other, I think, still. You play each other pretty hard. What does this mean for you personally getting to play against a, a former assistant for you playing WVU? It's a rivalry that if it's done right, maybe people in the soccer world are going to be talking about. Yeah, so I think, you know, first and foremost, obviously, we've got, you know, lots of love for, for Strats, uh, as we call Dan Stratford. Um, you know, I've known him for a long time now, and we, he played for me uh, in the PDL, which is now the USL2, and, and, you know, worked with me as there as an assistant coach, and worked with me at, at Charleston as an assistant coach, and, you know, I've really sort of taken a lot of joy in his success and watching him, you know, take over, you know, the Charleston program that, you know, for me, it was very personal, obviously, put you heart and soul into it for six years and its entire life and watching him, you know, take it from strength to strength was was really rewarding for me. And then obviously there was, you know, we spoke before he got the WVU job and there was, you know, there was, I think there was only, there only really should have been one guy in that with, uh, for that job with, with Strats being, you know, WVU born and bred. And look, we've talked about this rivalry, um, 
what it means for the state in terms of you know the athletic um, standing of the state and, and these two teams being the sort of the pinnacle um, in, in the state in terms of uh, Division One college soccer. There's no pro team in the in the state, so this is this is a big game and this is the game that can inspire you know future generations and this is the the, the game that can get fans passionate. And we've said if we in the next couple of years if we don't get ten thousand, we'll figure out how to get ten thousand fans into into this game. We're not doing our jobs properly. And I think with our success this year and you know that rivalry continues growing, and then then them coming in the conference and each game being even more meaningful, I feel like we have to quickly adapt to to how can we manage these crowds, how can we manage the um, the cries for viewership on on uh, ESPN or, or CUSA TV, uh, whatever it may be, so we can we can broadcast this game, we can get you know everybody in the state watching this game and and, and cheering it on. And I know there's been some talk of you know could it be the next Cole Cup. Um, sort of one of those rivalry matches within West Virginia. So I think it, we could re- we could really do this right. We could inspire future generations of soccer players. You know, we could we could enhance both our athletic departments and both our fan bases could have something else to sink their teeth into. And I think it's just a there's not really a downside to us doing it. I'm kind of curious, though, now that they're in Conference USA, that means you're going to have to face them, obviously, on the schedule, which is a plus. You want to because you've got the relationship, and it's great for the state, as you outline. But now you got to go and recruit against them as well. And now you have something in, in your in your kit that's um, that's pretty substantial. you got that little gold star, whatever color star that's going to be, when you when you put that on the new kit. But um, you got to recruit against them now as well. And so... You know, what's all of that like? Because you're going to have to compete with them on every single level, and I'm sure that's going to be fun for you. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a challenge. We've been, you know, when when stress works for me, I give them all open to my contact book, and um, you know, we have a lot of the same contacts, and and obviously he's working hard to develop his own, and he has worked hard to develop his own, so not taking anything away from him there by any means. But you know, we have similar contacts, we have similar philosophies that work for Mayor Charleston, and he continued at Charleston, so looking at maybe the same pool of players. Um, and obviously he's in the WV now, so he may adapt his philosophy based on what's available to him, you know, domestically, locally, um, Pittsburgh area. So that, that that area there will sort of dictate where he goes in the future. But yeah, it's going to be a challenge. I mean, it, it already is a challenge. Look, we that's one of the reasons I decided to stay on is I felt like we were getting the full support of the community, full support of, you know, the administration and Marshall University to build this, in, build Marshall into a perennial powerhouse and that takes you know that that takes support um, and I think WV already have that support and in, in, in South Carolina and our conference already have that support and Kentucky already have that support so you know if we want to compete at this level we're going to have to step up and every indication I've been given is that we are going to step up we are going to um, you know do what it takes to, to compete at that level and you know then that makes if we're competing with a level playing field in terms of resources then it makes the it does make the challenge exciting and it does make um, the competition, you know, mouthwatering for, for going for those recruits and, and building squads. Anything you can you can uh, maybe expand on a little bit? I know seating is something that's passionate for you. You'd like to get as many people as you possibly can into the stadium to watch a match. Uh, anything else you're looking at specifically or is things still in the works? Yeah, one of the things I said when, you know, when I took over was, look, I want to play, a, play on a, this, this, this turf pitch and, the stadium, you know, served us well for where we are now, but it's just not big enough. We can't have a thousand seats um, going into games that when we could be getting two thousand, five thousand, hopefully ten thousand at some point. 
So we kind of have to do that. And then, you know, playing on turf was something I didn't want to continue doing. I didn't think it was, it's very difficult in the recruiting process to convince kids to come if everything's equal and you're playing on turf and a team's training on grass and playing on grass, the, the grass pitch is going to win. Just because you can play that kind of soccer that, you know, we played in the national tournament because we were on, especially in the two, in the final, you know, we're on a watered pitch. It's, it's got some dew on it at night. The ball just pops around and, you know, that's, that's excellent for the type of soccer that we want to play. So, you know, moving in those directions, increasing the capacity, you know, maybe adding some um, weight room amenity, that sort of stuff to the, um, you know, to our current stadium, video room, that sort of thing is, is things that we're looking at. And then, you know, just up in that capacity so we can we can actually sit people down and uh, have them, you know, watch a, watch a game and, you know, maybe maybe have an adult beverage when they're, when they're watching, uh, when watching the game is is part of the, the improvements that we need to make over there. But I'm excited for it. You know, I think that it's, it's obviously not going to happen overnight, and we have another season here coming up in about what five weeks when we start training again. So um, it, it's going to be interesting to, to see where the future goes. But I'm excited about it. Chris Grassi joining me, the head coach of the national champion Marshall Thundering Herd. You mentioned. Five weeks is that a blessing or is that a curse? Because you just won the national championship. Now you go right back out and defend it. But you don't get to hold that trophy or that championship as long as, uh, say, I don't know, the previous team did. I mean, you're gonna get, go right back out and defend it. Yeah, I mean, I think well, one as I've been told, the championship is forever. You know, and I think everybody, you know, around here is walking, you know, walking a few inches taller um, because of what we've been able to do and and. I've sort of really, it's really started to sink in what it means to everybody around here, which, you know, makes me, you know, makes me feel amazing with um, the support that we received and making sure that everybody around here has taken some joy in it. So I feel like that'll be longer than the season, but listen, it's a challenge. It's nine weeks. It was nine weeks in between, um, I guess, when the guys come back for captain's practice to, to when they, you know, when they left. And so it is a quick turnaround, but I feel like, we can only look at that one way. That can only be a positive. That's a solution, right? Because it's how do we keep them fit enough? Well, it's easy to keep them ticking over in that time. It's a lot easier than, you know, detraining from December all the way through to, to the following August. Um, so now they, they, they can, we can manage their rest. So they're mentally rested and they're physically rested. And then they can come back. And look, we, we, we lost one player. We lost Jamil Roberts, um, who's his birthday today. So happy birthday, Jamil, if you're listening. Um, you know, but we're bringing in you know five or six guys who are going to be competing for spots, and so that group there has a lot of experience. They know how to play together. We've just got to continue to roll in what we did last year, and then we've got to build on you know some of the the themes to make sure we're not complacent, to make sure that we haven't feel like you know it's time to down tools and you know take a break. We want to continue to challenge these guys in new ways, which we will, um, and then we want to defend the title because. Now all of these players will get pro contracts. You know, every single one of them is good enough to be a pro. And they will, they will have that reward. But now they're playing for the legacy of martial soccer. So the more we win, and the more often we win, it's going to make it easier for those, those guys who are just like them who are going to come five years down the road, six years down the road. And so we're kind of playing for that legacy of it all. And I feel like those are some of the themes we're going to touch on. And obviously we feel like we should have been seeded. And people keep talking about a Cinderella story and, you know, COVID and whatever, whatever want people, too many internationals and whatever people want to talk about to put us down, you know, we'll just use that for ammunition, for fuel to, to build it and to do it again uh, next year, you know. Chris Grassi, my guest, head coach of the Marshalls soccer team, defending national champions. And you mentioned that. I'm glad you opened that up because I want to ask you about that. 
you know, you know how people are. Fans, it's all anecdotal. You know, you, you give certain people a, a platform and it gets amplified. But you do have a lot of international players, but at the same time, you have a lot of people who have come to this team who are deeply rooted in this community, in this program. It doesn't matter where they come from. If they can play soccer and they want to play for Marshall, they have a place with you. For sure, for sure. And I think, look, let me touch on that because, one, these international guys come in, they, they're, they're choosing to come for education. They're choosing Marshall to spend the next four years of their life. You know, it's not like they're coming in to be one and done, to bounce off, to use us for anything. They're coming to choose us, and then they're super active in the community. You know, they, they really go out of their way to, to, to build a home for themselves here because they don't have a lot of family here. You know, so they, they go that extra mile to, to build those relationships in the communities. And look, at the end of the day, they're just students. They're just kids, right? So they come in and they're away from home, whether they're driving, you know, two and a half hours down from Columbus or they're flying, you know, 20 hours from New Zealand. It's, they're just kids and they're just coming to school and they're just the same as everybody else. Like, what am I going to eat? Where am I going to eat? Where's my classroom? How do I get to this? You know, they, they kind of adopt Marshall and they really, really buy in to the Huntington community, which is amazing to see. And, you know, it's part of the reason we've stuck with this model because it's just, it's just such nice lads and, and they really make the family environment that we try to create. And it's not like we don't have um, local kids, American kids. Obviously, I talked about Colin Mossiunas a lot. You know, he's a West Virginia lad. Uh, we have a few more on our on our squad coming for next year. And it's it's given him a platform now to be to have a career in soccer, you know. He could have played for Marshall at any period in its history. But now he's played for it in a point where it was much more difficult to make the team. And the team was at a much higher standard and has achieved much more. And because of that, because he's able, been able to raise the ball, because a local West Virginia kid has been able to hang and grind and grow and get to the point where he's a starter for us over the last couple of years, now he has a future. Now he's a future in the game. And so, you know, we're excited for that, for the, for the, the next crop of local young players who. Maybe one or you know, there may be one or two out there that you know can can see a see themselves in Colin, which is amazing, and know that we're still going to, even though we have all this talk about being internationals, we still provide this opportunity. We're still looking here first. You know, it's just whether people meet the standard, and we want to give everybody with our reserve team, our development squad, we want to give everybody the opportunity to to come in and work hard and, and to get up to the standard because we know there's such a big gap between youth soccer and men's soccer at the college level that people might need a year or two years to to even start to show that they can do it. So I think those, you know, those two things with the, what the internationals bring to, to our community, but also, you know, they've raised the ball, but the door is not closed to local kids. I mean, the door is wide open and, and give me the next column. I'll, I'll bite your hand off for the next column. I'll see this right now. Chris Grassi joining me, head coach of the Marshall soccer team. And I guess that brings us back to the original reason why we invited you on the program today was with WVU and Marshall now in the same league <laughs> You have an opportunity there because even though you're competing with Dan, you're also building something for the state. I mean, it's fair to say Huntington, Charleston area, probably uh, the cradle of soccer in the state of West Virginia, but there's so much more potential. And now that these two teams are going to meet each other on the pitch and play, and you've got something to look forward to and talk about, and it means more. I mean, that sort of makes your job easier because now there's going to be more emphasis on soccer and it's going to feed right back into your program and his program. Yes, uh, for sure. I mean, I think that was that's something else that we can continue to, to sort of fan the flames. Like I said, the spark. You know, when we 
we won that national championship. One of my favorite things in the month since then is hearing everybody's stories of like how they watch it, especially young kids. Um, of like, my, my, I drove down with my granddad and my dad, and we sat and, and we watched it. We jumped on the field, coach. I was right there. I give you a high five, and um, they they tell me their stories. Or I watched it. You know, went to a friend's house, or I went. You know, we're in Myrtle Beach and we watched it. Or I was in, you know, we were in Arizona and we watched it. And hearing all those stories, especially from the young kids, you know, there's a spark right there. You know, there's something that's piqued their interest that they can can wear the green and white of Marshall and they feel like they could be successful. And it's a dream now. And with the WVU coming in the conference and that, that WVU match every year, you know, making that big spectacle, that big event, I think it'll just continue to fan, you know, fan that flame and, and, and grow that passion for the sport and for Marshall and, and obviously on their side on, for WVU. So it's, it's a great thing. Chris Grassi, my guest, head coach of the defending national champion Marshall Thundering Herd. Five weeks, huh? Five more weeks and you got to get right back at it. I mean, no rest for the weary. I think so. Oh, no. You know, my schedule honestly ended on uh, May 18th. You know, I had a celebration penciled in there, and then that was it. I didn't realize how busy I was going to be, but, you know, make hay while the sun shines is what they say. So I'll be uh, I'll be free again December 13th after the next one. Okay. Is it, has it been easier a little bit, though, now that you have the trophy, the hardware? Yeah, more people are calling you. Or are you still needing to do all the legwork? How easy is it now to make that uh, make that phone call? Um, you know, it's 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 been the best part of it has just been knowing that our future players are going to be take, or our current players are going to be taken care of. Like a lot of there's a lot of interest from MLS sides and USL sides for for guys. So it's a lot more of those phone calls, and it's a, there's a lot more interest from. You know, there's been a ton of successful people at Marshall. You know, we've got quite a few billionaires within our ranks, and, and there's been a lot more interest in in them giving back and, and you know sort of riding this wave and, you know, using it to make all of Huntington uh, just a just a, a better place and, and make Marshall University a better place. And how can we, you know, how can we be the best in other things? You know, let's be the best in soccer and how can we be the best in, in some other fields? And so I think there's there's a real, um, you know, there's a real sort of forest fire going on right now of, of support for Marshall. And I just want to kind of keep keep sort of bringing that in and keep enhancing that and, and make sure we can, can actually make it, you know, pay off for, for everybody. And I think... Uh, that's kind of been the best thing, and, and along with the, you know the interest in our players at the professional level, because that's all that's their dream. They want to go on and be, you know, be professionals after they get a degree here. So having those opportunities, those two those two sets of phone calls have been you know, taking up a lot of time, but it's it's been definitely the most rewarding. Plus, that banner downtown's really nice. It's nice to see all that signage. <laughs> oh, it, it really is. You know, just it, it just makes you really proud. You know, and, and we all did this together. You know, it was a, the, obviously we've been working on the soccer program. As, you know, I've been here for four years and recruiting and working, but it, we all did this together. We all came down to Kerry. You know, we all supported. We all shared. We could feel the energy. We could feel the love. It pushed us over the top, you know, and I think it's an achievement that everybody here should take some pride in and, and everybody should benefit, you know. And so, you know, some banners and, and, and you look at it and you get to smile and it makes you a little bit happier. That's, that's amazing. But I hope the benefits from what we've done, continue to go to the young kids in the community who want to be soccer players, continue to go to, you know, the, the development of, you know, the athletic facilities and, you know, you know, raising the standard in Huntington, I think is going to be um, an added benefit of, of all of this. And, and that's, that's been the best part. And just seeing the smiles on the kids' faces when they tell me what they were doing and how they watched it and how they stayed past their, up past their bedtime has been, uh, it's, it's been definitely one of the, one of the joys of, of accomplishing this. 
Chris Grassy, my guest. Before I let you go, Chris, um, have you had a chance to uh, maybe take a few moments, watch a little bit of the Euro 2020, uh, you know, kick back, just watch somebody else for once? <laughs> yeah, I watched, uh, watched England, Croatia. Um, the other day I was I tuned in for that, and, and my son has just got into soccer, so he was he watched the full 90 minutes with me, which was really nice to, to share that experience. I watched it with my son and my dad, so it was nice to, to watch that game, and I was trying to watch it a little bit of the Spain-Sweden game that was just on. But it's, uh, yeah, as, as the rounds start getting later, I'm sure I'll try and make more of an effort to, to tune into more of the games. I know you watch USA-Mexico, right? You know, that's the one that my social media feed just blew up on. Yeah, that was the, like, everything that could happen in a soccer game did happen. So it was uh, there was a lot to talk about there. Chris Grassi, my guest. Hey, again, I mean, I'm going to be saying this for a long time. Uh, thank you. Congratulations. I appreciate you being on the show. And uh, looking forward to the next time we catch up here in a few weeks. Well, for sure. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me on. That is Chris Grassi, head coach of the national champion Marshall Thundering Herd. The announcement today coming from Conference USA. WVU will be an affiliate member for men's soccer starting fall of 2022. More coming up. Paul Swan, your host. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Monday, June 14th edition. Paul Swan, your host for today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. A lot of action tonight on the NBA and hockey fronts. Eastern Conference semifinals. Game four coming up tonight. Philadelphia taking on Atlanta. Game tonight, 7.30 p.m. Philadelphia leading that series two games to one. And then in the Western Conference semifinal, game four from Staples Center tonight. It's going to be a late one. Utah taking on the Clippers. Utah leads the series two games, one, 10 o'clock tonight on TNT. Utah's just a better team. I watched a little bit of that series. Utah's just a better team. L.A.'s got some good talent, but Utah... I think this is where the better team wins at this point. And then Philadelphia and Atlanta, I mean, I do like Philadelphia in that series, but I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm more interested in Utah and the Clippers, the Jazz and the Clippers. I never thought I would say that, but Utah looking pretty good in this one. And then Stanley Cup playoffs, semifinal game one tonight from T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, between the Montreal Canadiens and the Vegas Golden Knights. This game tonight going to be on NBC Sports Network, also on Cat Sports 93.3 in 1340. So if you don't have a chance to watch it tonight, you'd like to listen to it, you can listen to it online at catsports933.com. Also over on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. And this game also, now I want you to listen to the game, of course, but I'm going to watch a little bit of this as well. And it's going to be on Peacock tonight. So if you have that service, you can watch this. And if you don't have NBC Sports Network, because the network's going away, NBC is is doing away with its sports network here. And of course, you get to put the hockey somewhere. And so when the NHL decided to go with ESPN and Turner, that was pretty much the end for anything with NBC Sports. But they're going with Peacock for digital. And here we are again reason I talk about this is because 
before it was such a pain to find these games and get them, trying to watch them through your computer. I remember these conversations we had several years ago. It was more like, okay, here's what you need. Here's the here's the device you need. Here's the item you need. If you have a Chromecast, you can stream it from your phone to your TV, or you might need an Apple TV to do this, to airplay it, or hook an HDMI cable up from your laptop to your TV, and you can watch it that way. And now, if you don't have an app, you're not doing it right. And I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the service provider. Peacock, not necessarily... The first network you look at, you go to as far as your streaming, is it's a lot of NBC stuff, but you can watch a WWE on this, WWE pay-per-view. So if you're a big wrestling fan, you got that. I think a lot of their uh, IndyCar action is going to go there. I know a lot of their soccer coverage is going to go there and continue to be there as well. And for right now, at least, you get to watch the semifinals of the Stanley Cup on Peacock. I don't think Turner's going to be set up with something as nice just yet. HBO Max really not set up for sports. It's not that type of service. Maybe it evolves into that. And, of course, ESPN's going to stream everything. Yeah, ESPN is all in on digital and streaming, but I just think it's cool because I don't carry NBC Sports Network necessarily, but I do have Peacock because I have all the right checks in the boxes. I've checked off the, the correct boxes. You know, the right internet provider. I, I even got their their box. They have a box. Xfinity has a box that it's not my go-to box. I'm going to say that and be polite about it. But it's okay. And I have Peacock because of this. So, okay, sure. I'll take that. And same thing with HBO Max because I carry HBO on DirecTV. I get HBO Max, so I guess I'm good with almost all the digital services right now. It's not going to be just one shop has everything. You're going to have to go everywhere. Of course, CBS Sports Networks, digital's okay. It's not as good. You know, Facebook is better, I think. ESPN's probably the best. We'll see. I don't know what tier CBS Sports Network's going to be in your package when NBC Sports goes away. Maybe you get shuffled around a little bit. Who knows? I mean, that would be a better sports tier. You take and put because NBC Sports Network was in a, a lower tier startup tier than I think CBS Sports is for a lot of these providers. So I know for DirecTV you got to go up a couple of tiers to get CBS Sports Network. But if it's in a maybe a lower tier, because that's where the problem is. A lot of cord cutting still going on. I'd do it if I thought I could do it and make it work for everybody. What I've got right now works. Maybe it's working for you, but they're bleeding for sure subscribers. And it's going to be really eclectic how everything's pieced together for right now. You got to go here for this. No, I got to go here. And a lot of people are liking the zone for their sports coverage. I haven't used that yet. I haven't subscribed to it, but I'm hearing good things uh, from people who have used it. So that might be an option there if you want more of a, a true sports-type service. 
We'll come back and we'll wrap this one up. I'll look at your feedback on Twitter. Some of you are happy with WVU being in Conference USA. Some of you not so happy. We'll take a look at that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our phone lines, as always, brought to you by White Claw at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Seltzer made pure. Our Twitter feed is not sponsored at this point, but we also go to it at Paul Swan. All right, I'm scrolling down some of your replies. Uh, Mike referred me to his reply to Conference USA earlier. He said, quote, can't we just send them, referring to WVU soccer, back to where they came from, question mark. Why, question mark. Conference USA, Marshall goes and wins the natty for this conference, and this is the thanks we get, and then there's a um, there's a lot of the green face emojis there. Okay, that's one. Here's another one. Uh, this is great. Here's one. I don't enjoy playing them in anything. Their fans ruin it for me. Right, here's another one. I think it's a great move for the conference as a whole. Another good team to boost RPIs, closer travel partner for Marshall, and the bonus of the Herd and the Mountaineers playing guaranteed once a year are all great reasons. You can add to that conversation. I'm on Twitter, at Paul Swan. Also on Facebook, we have a page. It is really easy to find. It's called The Drive with Paul Swan. Also, we have a Facebook group. It is found by going to the drive with Paul Swan and clicking the group link, and it will get you right in, and we'll we'll let you in. All right, um, a couple of comments on Facebook. I got the um, I got the real puzzle gif, gif, whatever you want to call it. Uh, also, here's one Patrick said on Facebook to think Coach Grassy teased it on your show a day or two after the national championship win. I'll stop right there and say, yeah, that's what happens. The big news happens here. Uh, Continue. Uh, CUSA could legitimately be fighting the ACC for top conference in the country in the near term. I think Conference USA is the top conference right now. The national championship lives in Conference USA. Now, I like this. This is a good move for Conference USA. Again, I think that Marshall and WVU make it compelling for Conference USA, but that's not the only reason. Also, I truly believe that WVU could have been a team to make the field. I think things went down wrong with them in the Mid-American Conference. You look at their RPI, you look at what they were able to do, they had a pretty good resume. They legitimately had an argument to get into the tournament. The program didn't. You move to Conference USA. It's a schedule upgrade for them. For the league, you get a a really strong competitive team, and there's going to be some interest there. I think WVU-Kentucky is going to be an interesting match. I would think so anyway. Marshall-WVU. You could be playing for a trophy or something. That could be an in-state trophy you play for every year. It's going to grow the sport. I know these are some of Chris Grassy's talking points, but they're really not talking points. They're things he believes in, 
And he's right. This will help grow the sport, and that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to grow the sport, build a program, build a legacy here. You got the one star now that you can put over your logo on on your crest on the kit. You know, go for two, go for several. Be a program that is always in the conversation for the national championship. Now, Marshall's not going to win the national championship every year, but boy, wouldn't it be fun to be in a position where you're competing for it every year and you're legitimately one of the teams that can win it on a yearly basis? That's what Chris Grassy's trying to build. And you know what? I think this is good for Conference USA. It makes it a stronger league. If you have good teams in your league, it's on you as a program. It's on you to be the best in the program. And if you're going up against good programs, that's going to make you better also. It's an attractive schedule. As far as soccer is concerned, it's a very attractive schedule. All right, that's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow, and we'll do it all over again for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.